Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. You're going to go get your head handed to you. You tell her you want another woman and you marry. The polyfidelity husband is back. Juggling time between his wife and his mistress. But is he still cheating? Another woman, it's like heroin. You'll do anything to get heroin. He met with her four times. The first time was kind of a ceremonious goodbye. A ceremonious, you like had incense. It doesn't take four times to say goodbye. I don't believe you. I gut him like a fish. Take your best shot. Now, his wife is sending the other woman a message. I was floored. It takes a lot to floor me. Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go. If you're going to talk to me, you're going to have to be honest. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Showtime. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Stand by, Eddie. And roll A. Check in. Go, Dr. Phil. Today, we are following up with one of this season's most talked about couples, Charles and Tracy. Now, Charles had been juggling his time between his wife of 20 years, Tracy, and his mistress. Now, he figured that he could just have them both. Charles even came up with the perfect relationship, what he called polyfidelity, where he would share his time between Tracy and the other woman. Now, the only problem was Tracy just wasn't too hot on this idea of accepting the mistress into their lives. Go figure. Uh, Take a look. In September of last year, my husband told me that he was involved with another woman. He was not in love with me anymore. I think I've exhausted my relationship with her after 22 years. When Charlie told me about the affair, he was brutally honest. She's already called me twice. She misses me. Have you asked her to stop calling? No. I'm the powerhouse in in my environment. I am the alpha. I am the alpha of all my friends. I am the alpha of my family. You said you flaunted the relationship in front of her. It seemed like I was handling it in the most loving and caring way. And now... Because he was being absolutely, totally upfront and honest with me. I mean, it's like saying... I robbed the bank, and I mean, I, I did come rob the bank, I did get the money, but I'm honest about it. I'm calling you and telling you I'm the guy that did it. First of all, I'm not a bank robber, okay? Your we, point? We went, we went through this together. Excuse me. That, I, I got the feeling that that was one of your alpha male confrontations. No, seriously. Charlie wanted us to explore the possibility of having a triangular relationship. I've always been blessed with a boundless dimension of of energy. 
I was with both women for a period of three months. I even amazed myself as far as the sex is concerned. But the other woman was very comfortable with exploring a uh, polyfidelity lifestyle. What we looked at was the two women and one man relationship. That type of lifestyle is mentioned in the Bible. It has worked for thousands of years in other cultures. So why should we be victimized just because we live in America? When I look at polyfidelity in the Dr. Phil dictionary, it says cheating. Um, you know, that's just, it is. The woman I had the affair with, she's very, very attractive. And I, I mean very attractive. I have needs and I needed more and I got that with the other woman. You have gone to bed and had sex with your husband knowing that just a few hours before he had been in bed having sex with the other woman. My wife and the woman I was having the affair with, I thought would be interesting for them to become best friends. The other woman in this relationship is on the phone. Hello? Yes, hello. Are you still having a relationship with him now? No, we, we parted ways. Well, you saw him Sunday for your birthday, didn't you? Why didn't I have feelings of remorse? I just want somebody to tell me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. W would you like my opinion? Yes, and that's why I'm here. I think the reason that you didn't have any remorse from this is because you are incredibly arrogant and selfish. Okay. Um, I'll buy that. One of the things that I'm really curious about is why you're waiting to see what he's going to do with your life. If the cost of being half of a couple is to stop being all of who you are, the price is too high. If after a period of self-examination, if he says, I got nothing to give, got nothing here. He needs to let me go. Then it's not a matter of he needs to let you go. You need to decide you're gone. Right. You got to wall that off so you don't have distraction. Okay. And if well, you, are you not willing to do that or you are willing to do that? Well, after the show, Charles and Tracy had a lot of work to do. Now, did Charles drop the idea of sharing himself between two women? See what happened. During the show, I felt like I got hit in the head with a two-by-four. Is this some macho no. thing with you? No, it's not. I'm just telling you. They're, they're... Did you want to bow up? Let's just bow up. Hell, how easy to find? Well, then let's, let's do it. When the audience got their knives and daggers out, I was in the hot seat. Maybe I was a kid in a candy store. I think you're just mighty proud of the way you turned out. I think it really hit Charlie hard when Dr. Phil said that Charlie was being arrogant and selfish. At one point, I was worried that security was going to come and escort Charlie off the stage because he was being pretty confrontational. You said that and, and gave me that, that death stare like, like, okay, buddy. When Dr. Phil explained that polyfidelity in his dictionary was cheating, I wasn't prepared to hear that at the time. Basically, it means you leave your house, go to somebody else's house, take off your clothes, get in bed, and have sex. Okay, now, that's, if that's polyfidelity, there you have it. He had told me that he was getting a divorce. I did become upset when I heard the other woman's voice because it reminded me of the, the feelings that I had for her. The woman I had the affair with, when she walks by, this is the kind of woman that 
men fall out of their chairs. On the show, when Charlie was saying about how beautiful the other woman was, it was real hurtful to me that he didn't say anything about me. The statement about how beautiful the other woman was was my justification of why I was so intoxicated to see her. It was no reflection on Tracy. And Dr. Phil's question was, why was I going to let some man to determine the rest of my life? I'm afraid if I throw him out, he's going to go running to the other woman. The other woman was my pie because pie tastes good and everybody loves pie. You've kind of become addicted to that sweet taste. Right after we did the taping, Charlie said, I guess you won. I told him never say that again because this is not about winning or losing. Right now... I feel like if we just jump right in and I recommit, I just feel like I'm going to be in prison and I'm going to be paying for all of my mistakes. I really felt that I needed to end it with the other woman, and that's not something I could have done over the phone. If she contacts you again, do I have permission to call her and say, go you don't, you don't need to. away, you don't need stop to calling? I've seen the other woman four times since the show. Charlie would tell me today was the day that he was going to say goodbye to her. He'd come home and say that they didn't have enough time to say everything they needed to say. And he would need to see her one more time. I did not tell Tracy every time that I saw her. There were phone calls and text messages. Even one text message was enough to upset my wife quite a bit. When Charlie received the third text message from her in one day, I started shaking. When a man gets into this state of lust and attraction towards another woman, there's a chemistry that takes place, and it's, it's like heroin. You'll do anything to get heroin. The other woman made sure that he knew that no matter how long it took, if things didn't work out between us, that she would be there for him. My desires that I had for this other woman, they've been absent with, with my wife. Did you hug her? I told Charlie that all of the emailing, phone calls, and text messages had to stop. I went through a mourning process with ending the relationship with the other woman. Charlie has gone through depression, had feelings of he needed the fix, just like with a drug addict. I felt sad. I don't think the other woman is a very strong person. She is dependent on other people, and I think she's looking for someone to take care of her. It, it will take some time to be, for me to be trustworthy again. I have to earn my way into that word of trust. Well, up next, Charles and Tracy are back. Tracy says she can't express her anger over this affair because she just doesn't know how to. The question is, will she fight for her rights for the first time in 20 years of marriage? We'll be right back. Something you said that she does. Oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What's that? You found this really cool book. It's called 101 Nights of Great Sex. No, yeah, I'm not ready for that yet. What you said to me last night was just screaming in my head. What did I say? Some of the intimate stuff that you guys have shared. Or something you said that she does. Oh, no, no, no. What was that? I don't want to hear any more of that. 
I can't. I can't be her. I don't want to be her. I don't want to talk about this. Charlie told me that the desires and the feelings that he had for the other woman are things that he wants to have with me, and they're not there yet. We found this really cool book. It's called 101 Nights of Great Sex. No, yeah, I'm not ready for that yet. I know you're not, but what you do, I mean, you can even go online and send them these little private seductive messages. I'm not ready. I don't think that there's things that she did to make him happy that I can't do, but right now we're still in the healing process. The other day, I dropped hints about how it would be fun for you to send me a little email that says, meet me at this restaurant at such and such time, and let there be a little intrigue in it. I think that'll come later. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Well, today we're talking about the aftermath of what has been a twisted and convoluted love story. Now, a month ago, Charles thought that it would be a good idea if he could have it all, if only his wife Tracy would accept his mistress into their lives. Now, after a a, a few weeks here and some therapy and, and some hard work on both of their parts, Charles and Tracy are committed to relearning how to be married. Now, is that a fair... That's description of trying to get your mind around this whole thing. That's very Tell me how you're doing. Um, I'm doing a lot better than I was a month ago. Um, I'm stronger. <clears throat> I'm learning more about me and who I am. And I have a, a sense of peace in me. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Um, I think that I realize now that the affair was not my fault, that I was not to blame for it. And I've had some issues with my own identity that I'm learning about, and through that, I'm getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Charles, how are you doing with all of this at this point? Um, I'm taking baby steps. I'm relearning how to walk in our marriage. Yeah. I forgot how to be a husband, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm relearning that process. Is this, is this something that at this point you're committed to? Or are you committed as much as you can be, but you realize it's not enough? Is it a all-in sort of thing? I mean, how do you, how do you feel about the process? It, it's all-in. I, I just, uh, if I put it in a metaphor, uh, I, my, I was a freight train out of control, just racing down the, the, the tracks out of control. And when I came on this show, or we taped the show, since then, and the uh, uh, message boards, uh, I mean, my brakes are on, and I'm just back to where we were before we disconnected. And I, I want to you know, just let America know there is life after an affair. Well, let, let, me, let me ask you this. Are, are, are you, 
and I'm trying to get a fix on this, and I'm going to ask you some questions that I want to know and that I think you want to know and sure. probably every uh, woman in America wants to know, uh, but mostly you. Are, are you saying, because when you came here before, um, I think actually by the time you got in this chair, you were starting to question some of the rationale that you had been embracing with this polyfidelity, I can have my mm-hmm. wife and my mistress both. Mm-hmm. But I, I think up to that point, this just made complete sense to you, right? And, and my question is, did nobody in your life, do you not have any friends or family members or anybody that just kind of put a body check on you and said, buddy, what the hell do you think? And you're going to go get your head handed to you. You tell her you they, want another woman in your marriage. They did. I just didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Well, why'd you hear it from me and you didn't hear it from them? Well, I think timing is everything. And I really was, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew the, the polyfidelity thing was not for us. And when we came on the show, I, 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 in the back of my mind, I wanted to hear your opinion on it. Well, uh, was I f- clear? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were very clear. You were the two-by-four that hit him upside the head and brought well, him back and, to reality. And, and I, I wanted, I, I, look, you don't think you invented this idea of having an affair at 50, do you? No. I mean, no, because I, I, you're not even really that creative about it, but you, <laughs> but I mean, this is, you, you know, you've read about midlife crisis and, and, and affairs, you know, when guys get to a certain age, whether it's 35 or 40, 50, I mean, you're not the first one to ever be afflicted no. with this. And, and truly, you know, I've been doing this for like 30 years. And so I'm sitting here listening to all this and I'm just throwing bull flags right and left, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, and I'm thinking somebody's got to tell you the truth before, because I know, I know you believe in the back of your mind, and I certainly believed in the back of mine that there was a self-preservation that at some point would throw on the brakes and stop this in, in, in sanity, but my question was, how many people would you hurt and destroy before you did that? I think your self-preservation would say, wait a minute, I got children, I got a wife, I got a home, I got to snap out of this and get my butt back where it needs to be. That's exactly true. I, I believe that would have happened with you. I really do. But I just wonder, I mean, how much destruction has to take place before you come to that realization? And that's why I wanted to get your attention in a major way and want to continue to today. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, at the time, it was, uh, you know, I was a highly tightened spring, and it, it had to be unsprung. And, uh, and that's basically, a, uh, I guess, an attribute of my life, because I, I do everything by the seat of my pants, which is, has not worked up to this point. But uh, uh, that was a big part of it, was uh, just not listening to people. That, that were my, I did have friends that say, you know, buddy, be careful. What you're doing is wrong. And I just didn't hear it. Yeah. All right. Next, Charles and Tracy's polyfidelity story caused quite a stir on our message boards. Now, some thought Tracy should leave Charles to start a new life. Others thought Charlie should get down on his knees and beg her for forgiveness. And then later, Tracy tells the other woman what she really thinks. Now, I've got a question for Tracy because I said something to her in the last show 
And she gave one of the most unusual responses I have ever heard. And I'm going to tell you what it was, and I'm going to ask her what she was thinking <laughs> when we come back. The posts on the message boards have been telling me I need to leave, I need to burn his clothes, find a good attorney. I'm the poster child for the Men Haters Club in America. I'm so sick of women staying with cheating men. If Charles says he's changed, he's lying. I want to talk to you today about marriage. I have to say, overall, I think that we probably spend proportionately less time on the marriage commitment than any other commitment that we make in our lives. Think about it. If you go down to get a driver's license, you at least have to take a test. You have to say you know what the rules are. You have to get in the car and show that you know how to drive it. But we'll turn people loose in other people's lives without even asking them a question. It is a lifelong commitment. And relationships are negotiations. And the negotiation never stops. It's never too late. You have to put yourself first and be a partner second. And the reason you have to do that is because you can't give away what you don't have. Now, here's the good news. One of you can start making big differences in your relationship. Sometimes somebody needs to be the hero. Let it be you. Charles is crazy. Tracy, wake up. I'm a mother of two and I've been married for six years. I have some big opinions about Tracy and Charles. If Charles says he's changed, he's lying. When he gets mad and feels his needs aren't being met, Charles will always know that other woman is just a text message away. Once a cheater is not always a cheater. Men are human and mistakes are made. The affair was not just Charles's fault. Tracy, have you asked yourself what you did wrong and what you didn't provide Charles? Cheating is a definite deal breaker. I am engaged and I have never been cheated on. If I were Tracy, there is no way I could ever get past Charles cheating. It's easy for Tiffany to say that an affair is a deal breaker because she's not married and she doesn't have any kids. I'm so sick and tired of women staying with cheating men. Tracy, you need a backbone. Well, my dad used to say, opinions are like butts. Everybody's got one. <laughs> uh, today, we're talking about the aftermath of an affair. When Charles shared his story of his infidelity to our viewers, it made viewers like Nikki, Tiffany, and Pauline really mad. At the time, he had thought he could keep both his wife, uh, Tracy, and his mistress happy uh, by just suggesting that maybe they could just share him. He called it a polyfidelity relationship. Tiffany says Charles will always be a cheater. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And Nikki thinks Tracy needs a backbone. Now, uh, you knew when y'all came on here that there would be opinion sure. about this. So you knew you were going to get dogged on. Oh, I, you know, like I said, if everybody missed it, I'm, I'm the new poster child for the, uh, let's see, the Narcissistic Club, the uh, men's uh, or women's uh, men's haters club. Uh, the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, but what I got out of the message boards was was really good. You got good things oh, out of the yes, message yes, board. Yes. Uh, Nikki, what do you what do you think about all this? I think you, you're full of bull. 
I, I, I mean, this is your wife. I mean, she's 20 years is a long time. And you treat her like, I mean, you throw constantly up in her face. The other woman is beautiful. Men drop at her feet. She's beautiful. She must have been. You married her. You ever been cheated on? Never. What would you do if you did? Can I sit on national TV? You, we, <laughs> yeah, I got I got one of those beepers. I gut him like a fish. I yeah. mean, I, she's given her time, and she loves him, and you can see that in her. And her heart is honest, and she's true. No, because, yes, I mean, have is. you ever made a mistake in your life? Yes. A mistake is, honey, I forgot to pay the light bill. The light got cut off. Okay. A mistake is not. A mistake is not. I mean, a mistake is not. A mistake is not. I want you and somebody else. That means that something you're doing is not good enough. That's not necessarily true. Uh, Yes, I think he was selfish. I think it was unnecessary that you flaunted this right in front of her face. That was horrible, and it was torturous. And I really feel for you. And I think that after a while, if you have Pull together, and if you really work at this and you truly love one another, you can make it work, but it has to be both of you. If he stays on this path and he continues doing what he's doing, you should, ju- you should absolutely walk away and walk out the door away from him because he's not good enough for you. Tiffany, what do you want to say? I just don't believe that he's going to stay on the path. Um, the last show, you had no compassion for your wife. Um, you sit there today with your arm around her. And you kind of sugarcoat it for us, but I don't believe you. And you know there's that controversy, and you, you have that tug of war in your own mind, right? You know, is this for real? Can I trust it? How sure. much can I trust? Sure. And don't you as well, don't you wonder what you're going to do? Don't you wonder, how do I avoid the pitfalls? How do I not get back in the trap? How do I not make another bad decision? Those are some of the questions I, I still have. You said something the other day that was one of the most unusual responses And you actually said it after the show. We were talking about whether or not you were going to keep her. And you were kind of waiting to see, what's he going to decide? Is he going to pick me or is he going to pick her? And I said, are you kidding me? Why are you waiting for him to decide what's going to happen with your life? You're a grown, intelligent woman. You decide what you want to do. And your response to that was, well, doesn't that put the burden on me to decide what happens in the aftermath of this affair, I don't want that responsibility. I see. That, I was floored by well, that response. It takes wait. a lot to floor me. <laughs> but I was shocked by that response. In my kids' eyes, I, during all of this, I felt like if I threw him out or I left, then in their eyes, I was going to be the one responsible for making Dad go away. Now, I don't feel that way anymore. How do you feel now about that issue? I can't, I can't determine what he's going to do. I have to work on me and get healthy with me, and I can't, I can't influence what he's going to do. Girlfriend, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Now, we're going to talk about whether Charles is willing to cut off all contact with this other woman. He says it's see you later, but not goodbye forever because you don't ever say forever, I guess. And then later, Tracy talks to the other woman. We'll be right back. 
You can't say goodbye for good. You're saying goodbye for now. But I can't find it in my heart to just tell her to go away forever. Your relationship with no, her is my, jeopardizing the marriage. No, it's not. Someone on the message board made a suggestion that Charlie needs to write a no-contact-for-life letter. I don't think I need to write the letter. I think it's beating a dead horse. You can't say goodbye for good. You're saying goodbye for now. But I can't find it in my heart to just tell her to go away forever. Your relationship with no, her is my... jeopardizing the marriage. No, it's not. The goodbye for now makes me a little uncomfortable because I need it to be goodbye forever. If it's symbolic for Tracy, I'll write the letter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude. Stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans in- engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job. So this was a letter that was suggested by someone on the message boards. Right. And, and, and I think even you, who felt really beat up on the message boards, acknowledge that there was also some really good constructive Very. sort of things. And I frankly think some of the, the Nicky-esque um, letters were probably helpful to kind of get that perspective. But what happened with this letter? Um, Did you write the letter? I asked Tracy several times, uh, or I, I mentioned to her that I would write it if, if she wanted, you know, in a symbolic way. But I haven't heard from the other woman. And, and she actually, I know her, and I know she's actually with another man right now. So I, it's not like she's calling me, and, and uh, she did text message me once in the last few weeks. And I text messaged right back. I said, please, no contact. Stirs up bad feelings. You know, go away. Or I said, actually, I said, focus on his name. But you met with her four times? Yes. Um, you seem really articulate to me, so I, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it would take four meetings to say. <laughs> well, I, I know that there's I, a no. I, it's okay. No, and I know there are, I know there are emotions involved, and that's what I'm getting to. I'm not just trying to pick on you here, no, but no, it doesn't take four times to say, I made a really bad decision. Goodbye. The first time uh, was kind of a ceremonious goodbye. And Tracy knew about it. Okay. Well, I, I remember she, she was a friend before I. A before we ceremonious. Got you like had incense around. <laughs> no. 
What do you What do you mean a ceremonious well, goodbye? I, I told Tracy, I said, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go say goodbye. And it, it turns out we only had a, uh, you know, a few minutes, so to speak. She had to go pick up her daughter at school. So it was cut short, and I decided to, or both of us decided, you know, we'll get back together and, you know, unwind this thing. Okay, now, now, let, me, let me interrupt here, because in your defense, and, and God knows you need one. Um, <laughs> it's okay. In, your, really, it's in okay. your defense, you have a sense of responsibility for having led this woman to believe certain things were going to happen in the future, there's going to be a relationship, right. and you're cutting that off. That's right. And, and you feel a sense of responsibility yes. to at least say, look, I know I said these things, I'm sorry, it ain't happening. It's more than just pulling up, rolling the window down, That's and right. saying, adios, That's Loretta, right. I'm gone. That's right. And Loretta's not her real name, so don't be... <laughs> but you... So th- there was some explanation, but, but four times? Um, were, were you still wrestling with whether or not you could and would make a, a clean break? It was three times in person, and one that one letter, it was very terse. I said, that's it, you know, just don't even contact me. But it was really three times in person. And the third time was uh, exchanging items. Okay. So that really what we'd already said goodbye. The third, so it was really twice. Mm. <laughs> no, no, I no, mean it. was it, three it, times, and then you did the But the third time, it was when, I, when we exchanged items. Is that correct? Yes. Look, I, okay. I'm not good at math. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not defending what you I did. You either said goodbye or you didn't. Did we, you get it done? We said goodbye. It's yes. done. Yes. You, got, you got her done? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And you accept that? Yes, I do. Okay. Now, I have some things that I really want to, I want to get your reaction to. You said, I'm having identity issues right now, trying to find where am I? Who am I in all of this? And, and part of it is the incongruence between, you know, I'm just kind of this little dumb young girl here that, you know, got swept off my feet as opposed to... I'm an intelligent, vibrant woman. I'm not the dumb young girl anymore. That's what I want to hear. I'm not. All right, coming up, their children speak out about the affair and the idea of sharing their father with the other woman. We'll be right back. When my dad would stay with the other woman, my mom would cry. I really wanted to tell my dad that he was an My dad came to me first to talk about the affair before he even mentioned it to my mom. When my dad would go out and stay with the other woman, my mom would cry and it would make me very angry. My dad came to me asking my opinion about the affair. I was scared that my brothers would think that cheating was okay. I am against cheating. I really wanted to tell my dad that he was a for what he was doing. Well, that was Chaz, the oldest of Charlie and Tracy's four boys. I've always said an affair affects the entire family. When you cheat, you don't just cheat on your wife or your husband. You cheat on your whole family. Mm-hmm. And those boys have been picking up the tab. Mm-hmm. They've been picking up the tab. They've, been, they, they've paid a high price for your decisions, mm-hmm. and you're their role model. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you've got to make a decision that not only are you just going to stop doing what you've been doing, but you've got some fences, some values, and I don't mean just how you're getting along with them right now. 
you got to be real sure that their problem-solving skills, their problem recognition skills are not damaged by the bad decisions you've made. Right. I, I, I literally have gotten on my knees to beg their forgiveness. I, I have. One thing that I think that we need some help with is that we have to learn a new normal. Because mm -hmm. the normal that we had before the affair obviously wasn't good. The normal that we had during the affair was horrible. So how do we start with the new normal so that we don't go back to the old habits or fall into the old ways? And you, you said something earlier that I think is very, very important. You cannot control him. And you can't build a big enough fence around him to keep him from cheating on you again if he nope. wants to do it. Nope. He can do it. You can't watch him enough hours. You nope. can't track him hard enough. You, can't, you, you can put a, a, one of those bracelets around his ankle. And you, there's no way you can track him enough to keep him from doing that. But the good news is that's not your job. I don't want that to be my job. Your job at this point is to find and nurture you. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. You've got to be your own best friend. You've yep. got to decide, my role in this is, I'm not being my own best friend if I don't ever let me speak, right. if I don't ever let me claim, mm -hmm. if I don't ever let me live. I, it just, I, I promise you, that's not being your own best friend. If you treated me that way, if you were my life manager, and, and you managed me into a place with no voice, no rights, no position, mm -hmm. You would not get a good review nope. from me. So you've got to do that. And Charles, the same thing is true with you. What has to happen here is you've got to decide specifically, precisely what role at this age as a husband and a father and as a man, as an individual, needs to be. And I've got some suggestions about that. I mean, some short list suggestions of what I think can be guideposts for that, and I'm going to tell you what those are when we come back. I have to work on my anger before I can work on forgiveness. Charlie doesn't see me angry, but I don't ever yell at him. Even if my anger is directed at him, I take it out on everybody else. The anger that I have is not just from the affair, but it's things that have happened over the last 20 years. I am afraid to deal with my anger because I'm afraid it'll be explosive and I don't want it to be destructive. Charles and Tracy are in the aftermath of an affair. You know, the question always comes up, can a marriage survive an affair? Now, Tracy has a message she recorded for the other woman. Take a look. Just go away and leave us alone. Leave Charlie alone. Let us rebuild our life together. Let us move forward and you find whatever you need to find in your life. But just please leave us alone and go away. She'll watch that. And you want her to see that, right? Yeah. Because this is part of finding your voice. Absolutely. And, and finding your rights mm -hmm. in this situation. And, you know, at some point, you've got to think about this. You're 48 years old, 49, 
So 49 in June. All right, 49 in June. That means that you've probably got 11, 12,000 days left in this life. Okay. If you live, you know, if you live to be 80, for example, do the math. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it ain't long. Right. You know, you can count it in weeks. Uh, you got like 1,500 weeks or something like that left in this life. It's kind of a kind of sobering thought, isn't it? And I'm older than you, so I got fewer weeks right. than you do. You know, there comes a point when you got to decide, you know, who am I? What is the legacy that I leave? What, what does my life stand for? And I think one of the questions you've got to ask is, Truly, what is the role of the man in a family? What is the role of this man in this family? You know, I, I was brought up believing that the man's job is to provide, protect, lead, and teach. And that those are important for the children. They're important for your wife. Your wife has similar roles. But you've, and you've got to ask yourself, just how am I doing on providing, protecting? And providing's not just financially. They, they need to be fed spiritually, emotionally, socially, physically, every way. There, there are so many dimensions of that. But you say, you know, what am I supposed to do? And, and right now, right now, I, I truly think that it's important for you to say, as a man, I want to, to wake up every morning and primary on my priority list is what can I do today? to make my family better. I have a little saying that I've, I've been reciting for the last week or so, and this process just started for me, which is uh, tomorrow is but a dream, and yesterday is the past. Today is all I can control. And that's where I'm at, is today. I'm not anywhere else but today. And I'm, I'm trying to earn my trust back into my family. Well, after appearing on our show a month ago, we sent these good folks to a colleague of mine, Dr. Barbara Peavy, for intense therapy to see if they could save their 20-year marriage. And uh, my anticipation was that Dr. Peavy would probably start working individually uh, to get these guys kind of turned back the same direction and then start to work with them as a couple. And Dr. Peavy is here today. Please welcome Dr. Barbara Peavy. Um, So do you see hope in this situation? I sure do. Um, Both Tracy and Charles have worked really, really hard. Um, One of the things that I think they have both been able to do is become a little more honest with themselves. Um, and through that honesty, they've begun to need to look at themselves individually, and you're exactly right. They have, we've, we've really focused on the individual counseling, and only one towards the very end of the last session had we started to even bring them in the room with each other. Well, I'm sure not going to tell you how to run that railroad, but you do understand that this boy is slick. He's got lots of words. He can... He can talk till the world looks flat, and 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 you've talked yourself into things before. Oh, I, this was the, the biggest doozy of my life. So. <laughs> yeah. He's met his match. Yeah, I think <laughs> yes. so. Yes, I have. I yes, so. he has. Yes, I have. We'll be right back. 
I know there are a lot of you out there that have more to say about this couple, about this topic, and we do want to hear it. I mean, our message boards are truly a community, and sometimes you all get a little exercised, and, and that's okay as long as you keep it clean, but we do want to hear from you. So you can go to drphil.com and let us know what you think, and let us know your situation or story as well. Dr. Peavy, thank you for Absolutely. your uh, excellent help in this and the other things you help us with. Thanks for being here today. So long, everybody. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com